Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. We are in a series at the moment, and it's called Relations Slips. And um, it's all about how to keep our relationships strong and healthy and to do our best not to slip up, because we all slip up. But when we slip up, we can, in that process of slipping up, we can damage our relationships. So we're talking about all sorts of relationships over this month. We started last week, we talked about the power of the tongue and how we need to control what comes out of our mouth. Not easy. Who knows that's not easy? Yeah. So have a listen if you weren't here. Relationships, actually I'm going to pray, that's a great idea, thank you Jesus, let's pray, Father I thank you for your word, Lord it is your word that we need to hear, not my words, Father I thank you that your word is powerful and active, Lord and I pray that our hearts would be open to all you have for us today, Father I submit myself to you, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus have your way, in Jesus name, Amen. Relationships are the most important thing in our lives. I said that last week. Jesus talked about, he actually talked about this fact in Matthew 22. Says this, Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The most important commandments right here are all about relationships. They all, that happens in relationship. The wonderful thing about relationships is that they bring the most joy to our lives. Relationships are the thing that bring the most joy, and if they're not, then I hope they do soon, because things fade. It's people that are important. They bring the most joy to our lives, but they also have the ability to bring the most pain. Has anyone found that? Yes. You guys are way more spiritual than the 9am crowd because no one admitted to have any pain in their lives, in their relationships. So give yourselves a hand. Well done. Good job. Good job, everyone. Our relationships will challenge us and present us with many opportunities to grow in love and forgiveness which is what we're talking about today. The title of my message is, Let It Go. Let it go. To forgive a person, we have to let some things go. It is not possible to love without having to forgive. Because none of us are perfect. Not even you, I'm sorry. Not even you. None of us are perfect. And all of us mess up. And being hurt is a part of life. It is inevitable, but that is not the end of the story. Some people think that, some people just put a full stop right there, I'm hurt, full stop, finish. It's not the end of the story. There's not a the end at the end, because you certainly will not live happily ever after, if that's where your story ends. God does not want us to be walking wounded. 
He intended for us to live fully alive and whole and healed and not shut down and not wounded and not hurt and not bitter. The 20th president of the United States, does anyone know his name? Mr. President. Oh, there's one in every crowd. That was, that is, yes, that was his name, but his other name was James Garfield, and he was president in 1881, and he was shot in the back after four months on the job by a would-be assassin. He lived just under three months after he was shot in the back, but it wasn't the gunshot that killed him. The bullet did not penetrate any of his vital organs. It was not fatal. What killed him was the fact that straight after the shooting, doctors stuck their fingers and unsterilized instruments into his wound to try and get the bullet. And they kept poking, and they kept prodding, and, and what they did caused infect the infections that he eventually died from. That's sad. We can be guilty of the same thing. With our own wounds. We poke, we prod at the gaping wounds, we replay the bad memories, and then they did that, and they did that, and, then, and they did that, and again, and again, and again, and we talk about it to anyone and everyone who will listen, and even if they don't listen, we keep talking. And we think of ways that we can get revenge. And in the process, we become bitter, and something inside of us dies. And this is not how God wants us to live. It is not. He wants us to heal. He wants to heal what has been wounded. He wants to give us a fresh start every day. He, he wants to reconcile what has been torn apart. And this can only happen. It only happens one way. It happens by us choosing to love and forgive. And it is a choice. And it is our choice. It's only our choice. No one else can make the choice. For us, but us. But who knows, it's not easy. Some of you are, yeah, it's not easy. I'm going to read to you this beautiful scripture from, scripture from 1 Corinthians 13. It says this, If I could speak all the languages of the earth and of angels. Who thinks that would be pretty cool? Speak all the languages of the earth and of angels, but didn't love others. I'd only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. What comes out of my mouth would be just a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift, gifts are great. We all love the gifts. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans, he told me all of his secret plans, and if I knew everything, and if I had such faith, I could look at that mountain and say, Mount... Whatever, Mount Ainsley, move. Go into Lake Burley Griffin. <laughs> if I could do that, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor, giving is a great thing, looking after the poor is a fabulous thing. If I even died, sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Nothing. 
Think about what love is in your relationships. Think about your relationships now. As I read this, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. It keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love lasts forever. Beautiful. 1 Corinthians 16 verse 14 in the message says, Love without stopping. Don't stop loving. To love without stopping, to fully love, we have to choose to forgive over and over and over again. Jesus taught on forgiveness in Matthew 18. Peter, one of the disciples, Peter came to him and asked him this question. He said, Jesus, how many times do I need to forgive someone? Maybe, maybe Peter was hoping for a different answer to the one he got. Maybe he'd forgiven someone many times. And maybe he thought, okay, this time. This time Jesus is going to tell me I'm off the hook. Don't have to forgive. Because Peter was keeping score. When can I write them off and just hold on to this grudge? How often do we fall in the same trap when it comes to forgiveness? Some people have a photographic memory when it comes to holding on to a grudge. They know the year, they know the month, they know the time, they know the day. If they are female, they know what the other person was wearing and they know what they were wearing. Don't you girls? Yes, we know what people are wearing. And tally it all up. Keep a record. Criticise me again. Now that's the fifth time that's happened. I forgot my birthday. That person at work took credit for my work. They told me they were going to call. They never called. They said they were going to um, fix that issue. They never fixed it. They did what they shouldn't have done. They didn't do what they should have done, but they sure did what they... You know, and here we go. And we're tallying it all up. Getting our list. Writing it all down. This type of accounting does not help our relationships. Jesus answered Peter's question about forgiveness and he tells us how often we need to forgive. He says, then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. Now that's a lot of forgiveness, isn't it? It's a lot of forgiveness. I think the message here is just, just forgive. There isn't a time when someone will do something and we will be able to say, okay, this time I get to hold on to unforgiveness. There is never a time when that will happen. That will never happen. C.S. Lewis said this, everyone says forgiveness is a lovely idea until they have something to forgive. Because as we live life, we're all going to get hurt. 
That is the reality of living life, is we get hurt. But to not forgive is unforgivable. That's a big statement. To not forgive is unforgivable. The Bible talks about the unpardonable sin in Matthew 21. It talks about blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Is that the only sin that cannot be forgiven? No, it's not. Matthew 6, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you refuse, if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. That's, that's pretty full on, isn't it? That's written in the Bible. <laughs> if we refuse to forgive others, we will not receive forgiveness ourselves. Wow. Do you ever need God to forgive you? Anyone here ever? Ever, ever? <laughs> of course you do. I do. All the time. <laughs> Thank you, darling. I forgive you for saying that. <laughs> oh, that's so silly. Um, <laughs> if we need God to forgive us, then we need to forgive others who betray us and wrong us and harm us and, and abandon us and steal from us and badmouth us because we all carry debts we cannot pay. We all do. You know, Jesus on the cross, Jesus never sinned. Never sinned. Ever, not once. And on the cross, forgive them, Lord, they don't know what they do. He forgave. He didn't... He forgave when he did nothing wrong. I'm forever doing stuff wrong. I need to forgive. If you're sitting in church today, I believe some of you have got the Holy Spirit saying to you, forgive. Today, he's saying to you, forgive. Forgive. Because forgiveness holds the key to freedom. It holds, it holds the key to healing. It holds the key to wholeness in our lives. And we may look at what happened to us and think, they don't deserve to be forgiven. You are right, they don't. But neither do I, and neither do you. None of us deserve to be forgiven, and yet God forgives us. His mercies are new every morning. Every morning when I get up, his mercy for me is new. It's a brand new day, and he forgives me. So I want to look at a couple of things about forgiveness, because people, you know, we can get it all mixed up. The first thing I want to say today is that forgiveness does not mean we forget what happened. Forgive and forget. Yeah, you've heard that? We forgive, yes. But we, we do not get amnesia once we forgive. Some things we need, to forgive, we need to forgive, they are vivid, they are painful. How do we wipe out those memories? Do we just pretend it never happened? Do we, do we deny that it happened? No, 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 it did happen. It was horrible, it was awful, it was wrong, it was bad. Forgiveness does not minimise what happened. 
The thing about forgiveness, the thing about unforgiveness is this unforgiveness causes even deeper pain. The weight of it drags us down, and it's too heavy a load to carry. If we want to run the race of life, it is too heavy a load. It will inhibit our growth, it will inhibit our ease of movement, and it can eventually lead to bitterness, and it even leads to health issues. So there are three universities, Eramus, Singapore, and Maryland universities. They collaborated on, a pair of, on some studies. In the first study, they asked participants to estimate the slope of a hill. And in, that, in the study, they had people who forgive, people who don't forgive. Those who chose to forgive others perceived the hill to be less steep than the group who wouldn't forgive. Then they did another study. Participants were tested by asking them to do a vertical leap. Those who forgave jumped higher than those who did not forgive. Because the weight of unforgiveness will drag us down and it will inhibit our life, it will inhibit our race. That's what it'll do. I was preaching at a church some time ago, somewhere, and I was not preaching on forgiveness. I was preaching on living a life bigger than yourself. I was preaching on, it was called Beyond. And I, and I had an altar call, and I asked people to come up if they needed prayer. And I walked up to this young girl, she was in her 20s. And as I do when I walk up to someone at an altar call to pray, I'd prayed for a whole heap of people, and I got to her and I put my hand on her head. I just put my hand on her head to start praying. And she... <laughs> She yelled, I will not forgive him. So that was an exciting moment in the service. <laughs> and so I grabbed her and I hugged her and we, and we left. Like we went out and they kept praying for people. And, it was, and, it, she, and she, she just kept saying those words, I will not forgive him. I will not forgive him. I will not forgive him. And I got another pastor to come in and we, we talked with her and... and talk through the situation and eventually she did she chose to forgive this situation horrible situation things that should never happen look I'm not saying forgiveness is easy I'm just saying it's the answer I'm just saying it's what God says is the way to freedom and and so and she decided to forgive and you know I saw her about three months later and I've got to tell you, she was a different girl. She was bright. She was happy. She was smiling. And she was free. She was free. We don't forget when we forgive. But over time, God helps us. He helps us to remember differently. Instead of the event being a mark on our lives for bitterness and pain, which is what it will always be if we don't forgive, it will eventually become a reference point for how far we've come and how much God has done in our lives. And it will become a testimony to his grace and his glory. We don't forget when we forgive. Forgiveness does, this is the second point is this, forgiveness doesn't take away consequences. The number one reason people don't want to forgive is because they want revenge. Let's be honest. We want, them to, we want to get them back. 
They don't want the person to get away with what they did. Is it wrong to seek justice? No. No, it's not. But the Bible teaches us that, that vengeance is not ours to carry out. It's God's to carry out. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that, leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge, I will pay them back, says the Lord. Your name's not there. Your name is not there in the Bible, says the Lord. Who would you rather do the work, you or God? Some of you would rather you do it, but let me tell you something. Who is better qualified? God wants us to allow him to be the judge. He wants us to allow him to repay where repayment needs to happen because he judges perfectly. We don't. It might take a long time. It'll definitely take longer than you think it, sh than you think it should. In 1994, in Rwanda, a lovely lady called Immaculee, she was a, a Tutsi in the Tutsi tribe. Is that what they called, tribe? Yeah. She hid in a secret bathroom with seven other adults in her minister's house. During this time, a bloody genocide was happening in the country, and by hiding in the bathroom, she escaped death. Between April and June, approximately, approximately 800,000 Rwandans were killed in 100 days. Horrible. Immaculate's family was among those killed. Today, she is a speaker and a preacher. And she tells how her faith taught her how to forgive her family's killers. She says, though, she can never forget what she went through. Forgiveness is a crucial step to move forward. Otherwise, revenge prolongs the pain. And I don't want it, she says. I don't want them, after killing my family, to give me this luggage in my heart, in my belly, to hold this anger. That is powerful. They did that, but they're not going to do something in me. Our job is to forgive and let God handle the rest. The third thing is forgiveness doesn't always mean reconciliation. We are talking about relationships. We're talking about how to make them work. We're talking about how to have healthy relationships. But some relationships need to be broken. Not all relationships are good for us. When we forgive someone, it doesn't automatically mean we must rebuild that relationship with them that has been broken. It might mean that, but it might not. Abusive relationships, unworthy business partners, un untrustworthy business partners, people who, who never take responsibility. We just don't forgive someone so they are able to keep abusing us. That's not the deal. Sometimes we have to set boundaries and something, and sometimes the relationship has to die. Okay, the last one is sometimes we think, we think we've forgiven someone, but we haven't. Anyone ever experienced that? <laughs> Me. If we still feel bitter when we hear that person's name, or if we just can't stop thinking about what happened and we 
keep playing it over and over again, yeah, maybe there's some more work to do. Because it's hard to forgive. It's hard. It's not easy. The pain is real. But that's when we don't give up. When we keep praying, when we keep going back, God. We keep releasing them. We keep asking God to help us. And as we do that, eventually, forgiveness will come. As we keep going, we don't stop. I remember having a, someone asked me to have a meeting with them a number of years ago. And the meeting was so that they could uh, sit me down and accuse um, someone else in my world um, of just the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. Ridiculous. Totally untrue. And they sat me down and and with the, with the accusation, because the devil is the accuser of the brethren, you know that, right? With the accusation, there was a, a demonic element to that. And I felt incredibly exposed. Some of you know what it feels like, maybe all of us, to feel incredibly exposed. I remember jumping uh, into my car that day to go somewhere, and I turned on the car, and my phone connects to my Bluetooth in my, when I turn my car on and music plays. And praise Jesus for Darlene Check, hey? Amen. <laughs> Love that girl. And as soon as I turned on my car, what started coming out at me was, God is fighting for us. God is on our side. We have overcome. Yes, we have overcome. And um, that was God speaking to me in that moment. And then, he, and then God uh, took me to Romans 12, which I've talked a little bit from today, where it says, bless those who curse you. Really? Are you sure, God? Are you sure that they didn't get that wrong? Bless those who curse you. And then it says, never repay evil for evil. Don't be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. Don't take revenge, leave room for God. Are you willing to leave room for God in your world, in a situation, today, tomorrow, the next day? Are you willing to leave room for God? Or are you going to do it, try and... And so I took my hands off. But you know what? That was a process of forgiveness. I forgave that person over and over and over, and I'm back again, Lord, because it's still there and it still hurts, and I'm going to let it go again with you, and I'm going to give it to you again, God. I'm going to give it to you again because forgiveness can take time. And when I thought I had, I still had more. <laughs> I want to encourage everyone in this room today. Let's open our hearts and extend forgiveness to others. You may not feel like forgiving. You probably won't ever feel like forgiving. Forgiveness is a choice. It's not a feeling. Don't let unforgiveness rob you because that's what it does. It robs you. Don't let it rob you for one more moment. Forgive so that you can actually move on from what happened. Don't give it the power. I love that woman, Immaculate. She said, they did that. They're not going to ruin me. I'm not going to let bitterness in me. Don't give it any more power in your world. 
Because one of the devil's most successful strategies is to get us to focus on the things that will keep us bound. And will keep us living a small life. And will keep us away from God and will keep our relationships broken. That, that's what he wants to do. Don't give him the power. Because unforgiveness keeps us bound in our pain. Run to forgiveness. It is your friend. If we forgive, we will be healed. Thank you, God. You know, as I was um, actually it was in the, our early morning prayer meeting this morning, we were praying, obviously, and I saw a picture of someone in a yoke. And it was a heavy yoke. And it was a binding yoke. And it was unforgiveness. You know, God, Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. Take my yoke and learn from me. Because the, the yoke you are carrying, the yoke of unforgiveness, is a binding and heavy yoke. And it will keep you bound and it will keep you from running your, running your race. But let that yoke go and take his yoke. Pick up his yoke. Go to Jesus. Come to Jesus. I want to encourage you in this moment. If you are holding unforgiveness to look away, all of us, let's just close our eyes. Why don't you, why don't you let it go? Let it go to Jesus. Let him come by the power of the Holy Spirit right now into your world. And let him take whatever it is that you are holding on to. Let it go to him. And let his healing power flow in your life. You won't regret it. Father, I actually, can we just stand? So I want to pray a prayer over all of us. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for everyone in this room. Lord, I thank you that your yoke is easy and light. Jesus, that you tell us to come, to come to you when we're weary and heavy laden. Lord, I pray for anyone who's carrying that yoke of unforgiveness. Lord, in Jesus' name. Father, as they release it to you, God, today, I thank you, Lord, that, that your healing power flows into their world. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, let your power touch and heal. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.